And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. This week, we give you the best of Cam to New England. New England finally being punished for filming a Bengals sidelines. JR to the Lakers. And a maybe start, maybe not start to the NBA restart 2020 season. But before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex. And Mohammed, go ahead and say something for now. Hey, just want to say what's up to all our listeners. Thank you for listening. And make sure you keep listening and subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah. Let's run it up. Let's run it up. Um, run those listeners so, up. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> The NBA is supposed to restart July 30th. It's an update. I might have said June 30th on the last uh, episode, but I just wanted to update if I did. But we're going to begin with Cam Newton. The big news, Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. Coming at a big shock, as this has been discussed multiple times, as him being a great option, but not a great fit for New England, as the spectators say. So is this a great home for Cam to land? I think this is a good place for Cam to land to get advertised to everybody that he's still the Cam Newton of old and that he can be that great player for some other team because this is only a one-year deal. He doesn't have to sign back with the Patriots. Um, I'm I'm sure that he wants to get another long-term deal, and this is that chance to get that. And I think this will be a good fit for Cam because um, the Patriots like to be a well-rounded team, you know, be very good on defense, offense and special teams. And you have one of the best coaches of all time in Bill Belichick. So I think that this is definitely a good spot for Cam. I think this is a good landing spot for him because multiple reasons. He he uh, he comes behind Tom Brady which is a certified replacement um, and major mostly because he found a home because it was just getting unexplainable why teams were not getting, giving him a chance to at least look at him. Uh, he's pretty young. Uh, I think he's about 34, 35, but still he, he's, he's still, younger than that. Is he? He's is 31. He 30, 31. Okay. So even better, even better. There, it just, but it was no excuse for why these teams were were not at least giving him a try as he got to sit out almost a full year and recover from injuries when he could have came back at any time. Yeah, but I still have some questions about this move. Like, why now? Why so late? True, but I, I think I actually have a theory to that, but I, we'll probably get into that a little bit early. I don't want to jump the gun. So what are the expectations for the Cam-led Patriots for this upcoming NFL season? Well, first off, I mean, this might be disrespectful, but he's ha- he has to win the starting job. That, let's, let's get that out the way. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, wow. <laughs> the Patriots always try to make it a competition, so he's not just going to automatically have the starting job. So. Well, it- there's absolutely no way the media is going to let that go down. That doesn't Who's matter. The Who's the replacement? That, I don't even know who another quarterback on the roster is. 
No, before Cam Newton was even considered, it was Jared Stidham. Have you not been paying attention? I don't. I don't know who Jared Stidham is. I can't remember. Well, most people don't. Exactly. So you say, am I not paying attention? I don't know who this man is. (laughs) But the reason why I'm saying that is because that's all people have been talking about since Tom Brady has left. They say he's going to be the starter. Well, I, I really didn't pay attention. I still saw that as a vacant spot, and I still do, because I honestly still can't repeat, repeat back that man's name. You just said it. Okay, well, let's get to my point. So <laughs> what I was saying was I think Cam Newton, a Cam Newton-led Patriots team, can go far. Um, I mean, nothing is going to be automatic. It's, it's not like he he hasn't had a, a lot of hits come to him. So we're really not sure what we're going to get from Cam Newton. But I think that he can at the least get them to the playoffs. And there is that extra playoff spot coming up this year. So that gives them an even greater chance. So I, I say the least make the playoffs. I'm not sure about anything else. I think... My expectations uh, for a Cam-led Patriots is somewhere between eight and eight and ten and six, really right in that that threshold. And if he does that, he's done his job. Uh, he mm-hmm. he's shown he's um, that he can play again. He can go get another contract. He's he's at least held down the position. So my expectations are somewhere between eight and eight and 10 and 16, whether that eight and eight makes them get into the playoffs or not get in the playoffs. We all know how that division is. Well, I think the division has gotten a lot better, especially with the bills. They made the playoffs last year and they got even better over the off season. So they are the favorite going into the season to win the division. And then we don't know what the dolphins are going to be, but they ended up pretty well at the end of the season. And the jets are probably just going to be trash again. But I think, um, I agree with that threshold of wins. I think that's good enough. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, so when it comes to that division, who do you think has the upper hand now? Well, still the Bills. They have the all-around better team. They have a quarterback who's on an upward tra- trajectory, um, pretty good offensive line, running back, and some uh pretty good receivers. They just got Stefan Diggs from the Vikings, traded a whole bunch of picks for him. Um, and their defense has always been good and they've already made the playoffs. So I think that the bills are still the favorite in the division. Um, um, I don't know why, but I have such a blind faith in Miami. I have, I have this feeling that somehow they retooled in their process of losing last year. So I wouldn't really say they have a deep, Upper hand, if it was going to be upper handed, yeah, I would say, I guess, the Bills. Um, but I, I guess I would have to say Miami because they have a future. Uh, as Buffalo may, maybe uh, two, three years of success, that would be a, a great outcome for them. And the Cam and Patriots, uh, this is all temporary. So you're saying the Bills don't have a future. Is that what you're saying? I don't I don't think they have a future outside of three years. I think that's the max on their future on what they have. Based on what? 
they, they have not made the playoffs. Uh, well, they made the playoffs, but they, they didn't make it far in the playoffs. They have not really done I'm talking about making it to the second round of the playoffs minimum. And that's what I'm talking about the future. Um, I mean, I, I guess they are a, a very well-rounded team. I don't think you pay attention to the Bills enough. <laughs> no, no, I, I pay attention to the Bills. I definitely do. They have a great defense. They have a steady quarterback. They have a couple different talents, but they are who they are. They, they're kind of like the um, the Cleveland Browns, but better. Uh, mm, no, that, <laughs> I have to say better. I had to say better. They're way better. I have not seen the Bills do anything significant in the past decade. Please well, name me something. Well, they made the playoffs uh, the past two out of three years. What have the Cleveland Browns done since then? Oh, I'm not defending the Cleveland Browns by any measure. And I didn't say that they were uh, less than the Cleveland Browns in any way. There are between the Bengals and the Browns. It's just the worst. Who's who's absolutely worse. But I'm saying that the Buffalo may have a now, but just like any seem to be well put together team that doesn't last for that long three years is a is a large max for even well put together teams okay i can agree with that every team has a window and it looks like they are trying to capitalize on that because they have a quarterback on his rookie deal but i I, I think that's the miami windows bigger um I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, we really have to see how this team comes together. They did end off on a good way at the end of the season, but there's so many questions with that team. But I like the, the parts on the team, though. Okay. Yeah, we can. Uh, it's not like I dislike the Bills. I just I can't give too much faith to franchises that haven't proven enough, especially when they've gotten dominated so much in one division. Uh, that be the Patriots, of course. Um, but with Richard Sherman's comments saying less talented quarterbacks are getting 15 to 16 million, this is disgusting in reference to Cam Newton's contract with New England Patriots. Do you think that this contract is disrespectful or just right? I think it is disrespectful based on what we know about Cam as far as the last time from what we, we saw him um, play. Um, and you do have these lesser tier quarterbacks making a lot more money than him. And he has to sign for a, a veteran's minimum and he can make seven and a half million max, which is ridiculous. Um, and he's way more talented than I would say half of the league at least. And it's, it's just very disrespectful. Um, I'm not sure what Cam Newton's health is. Maybe that plays a factor in it. Uh, maybe that's why this took so long to happen. But it's, it's very disrespectful. Uh, even from that angle, it's disrespectful. Because if it is a, uh injury issue or health issue, then why pull the trigger at all? Knowing you pretty much forced into making him the starter. That was the whole problem that all of these other franchises had with even bringing him in is because they could never – put him in a backup position without being criticized. So I would say, yes, this is disrespectful. Um, just to kind of answer the question, this is a disrespectful uh, contract. And it's just right for the, for the Patriots at the same time. 
Oh, yeah, they can't lose with this situation. I mean, if Cam Newton is a bust, you know, just throw him out. It's, it's only a one-year deal. Start over. Um, you get a quarterback in the next draft, or maybe Jared Stidham turns into something. But the, the Patriots don't lose at all in this situation. I agree. I completely agree, because if this does not work, it is Cam that with the problem. If it does work, the Patriots made it work. So no matter what, uh, Cam is set up to either catch blame if it doesn't go well or catch no credit if it does go well. Yeah, it's a terrible way to look at it. <laughs> but, but is it hope- not true? <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't look at it in that situation, but yeah, that that would be true because Bill Belichick, he's going to get a lot of the credit. He's they'll look at it like, oh, what, look what he did with Tom Brady, and now he has Cam Newton um, humming. So it's going to be no credit for Cam, unfortunately. Agreed, agreed. Uh, so uh, to move it along, but not fully too far along, some other big news came out right beside this other big news with Cam. Well, the Patriots have now been punished for their involvement in filming sidelines during a Bengals game, Patriots versus Bengals last season. The punishment is $1.1 million and they lose a third-round pick of the 2021 draft. So, since the Pats have been found guilty, is this a big enough punishment knowing their history? I... I'm torn. <laughs> of course, because you're a Patriots fan. I understand. I understand. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it's enough. They've been caught red-handed many times, and it's really ridiculous. I don't know why. Um, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick, he is behind all of this. I'm not sure why they haven't really brought the hammer down on him, you know, kind of how they did with Sean Payton with the Saints with the whole bounty gate thing. But um, I think it's going to happen again in some type of way. I mean, he, he's, he's going to try to find out ways to get around the rules and stretch them. Um, but that's Bill Belichick. Um, what, what but, this, <laughs> what, but this um, a third round pick is kind of hefty. I mean, that's kind of high up there. I mean, the million dollars, that's not much of anything. Um, unless it came out of his pocket, Bill Belichick, but, but I, it's, it when, wasn't hefty enough. I, I agree. Like this is this is not even a slap on the wrist. This this was they should have never gave a punishment. They never should have told that they like literally. I, I don't think anybody would have really came for the NFL with the climate of everything that's going on. They would have came for the NFL having to punish the Patriots. So even though they did punish him, this is not big enough. This ain't even nowhere near big enough. 1.1 million. They they find players for that amount, not organizations, especially when it comes to cheating and a, a pretty hefty history of cheating or at least being suspicious of cheating or actually getting caught of cheating. <laughs> and it just... It ends with them still being on the up and up. Their honor isn't uh, disrupted. They they pay minimal uh, problem or penalties in these situations. And in the end, if they win a Super Bowl, they still have the ring. If they don't win a Super Bowl, they still win. It, it, it's kind of 
I don't get it either. I just don't get why they don't just lay it down, other than the fact that they are an image, I think, nationally, on top of image-wise for the NFL. Yeah, and this news has really been undercut by signing Cam Newton, so barely anybody's talking about this fine. It's all about the Cam Newton signing. Yes, exactly, which was going to push me to my next question. So did the Patriots do a good job at distracting you from what should have been a dark day? Yeah, I mean, nobody really cares about that fine. You barely hear anybody talking about it. I mean, people might mention it here and there for a few seconds, but signing Cam Newton has been the biggest news for the Patriots. And everybody's talking about how the Super Bowl odds have gone up, um, how Cam Newton is going to fit with the team and how far they can go. So this is really perfect timing. Maybe that's when I mean, maybe that's why they waited this long (laughs) because they knew when it was coming. Came back around. It came back around. I didn't want to jump the gun, but this is exactly exactly what you're saying. Is what I kind of think, but I don't think. I think it was somewhat of perfect timing. Like they were starting to make the decision, and or they might have made the decision already, but was like, "Hey, let's hold this bullet in this gun just in case something comes for us." They're they're just smart. They're just they play by different rules, and they do know how to stretch these rules as other people aren't really hip to the game. Uh, so, yeah, I would say they did an amazing job distracting. I even pay attention. You know my hatred for the Patriots. I have pure hatred for the Patriots. I will find any reason to say they cheated. And I honestly did not care at all that they got punished about that. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Who cares? Why did y'all even punish him? That's the way I felt after. Because, like, I swear it was, like, maybe hours between when it came out that Cam was signing to the Patriots and the fact that they were getting punished. It might have actually been within the same hour. Yeah, I'm not really sure which one came first, but <laughs> the penalty I, really doesn't sure, matter now. I'm pretty sure it was the Cam one because as soon as I saw it pop up on my phone, I was like, wow, what a move. And I was like, wow, that's what's up, Cam. And I swear it was, it, I know because the notifications come up on my tablets and stuff like it was Within the next couple hours, if not the same hour, if not the same 30 minutes, then it popped up about them being punished. And I automatically didn't care. Yeah, who cares about a penalty? Cam Newton just got signed and he's going to one of the biggest franchises that has won most of the Super Bowls the past 10 years. Yeah, I I agree. So um, with Cam being temporary, do you think Bill Belichick will actually let him view behind the quote-unquote mystery curtain of the future. <laughs> um, the, the, the mystery curtain. I'm not sure what that is, actually. Uh, trick bags, a flatten the ball here. Hey, uh, you, uh, this player does this like this. Or we, you know, they, 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 we, it's known that they stretch the rules in whichever way it can be stretched. If it is not fully written that they can't do it, they will do it. For example, I think when they ran three tight ends at one point or three uh, 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 tackles and it confused the whole uh, lot of what was actually going on, even the rest were confused. I know that's a little bit deeper into exactly what's play in NFL, but you may know if you're pretty versed in uh, football. I know you do. That was against the Ravens in a playoff game. They did that. (laughs) <laughs> and they, that was an extreme stretch of the rules, knowing they were going to confuse everybody, even the refs. 
I wouldn't say stretching the rules. It's just no, no, taking it advantage. It was smart. It was smart. I can't. I cannot blame them for being smart. But still, it is. They make it known that you must write down what you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With all that said, I think that Cam Newton will have the full playbook. The full, all the amenities that comes with being a Patriot player, Bill Belichick is going to give him the best information to succeed because Bill Belichick wants to succeed and he'll use Cam to his best ability. I don't know about that one, especially with the the, the slight temporariness to his type of contract because I actually think this is going to be just a stepping stone. He's going to end up like it's going to be odd. I think it's two ways this can go, which anybody says it can be two ways, but it's going to either spread into a three-year stint with the Patriots or a one-year and gone. It's, it's one of the two uh, because he's going to do well and better than they expected, and they won't have a suitable replacement. That They will give him a good contract. Not a amazing, but just enough so he feels like he's at home, he got some stability, and he doesn't have to feel unwanted again. And then I could also see it where he does get that eight and eight season. He did just enough, but not amazingly enough for for him to step, have a stepping stone to a team like the Jaguars who has a good running back or just anybody who has another great setup and they know that they need a slotted piece. For me, I think that this is a stepping stone either way. It doesn't matter if he does good or bad. Well, actually, if, if he does good, this is a stepping stone because I don't think he wants to stay there long term. This is just his last um, choice. Mm. <laughs> I, I can't I can't I really can't blame him for that, 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 that opinion on it because I can't. Dang it, that sucks. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what, which way to kind of uh, address that one, because how the Patriots a last choice. But it was a last choice. That's what's kind of confusing in my head because a lot of quarterbacks would love to go ahead and um, to follow up Tom Brady and be a part of the Patriots and their organization and always having a chance to win. But at the same time, it kind of did seem like his last choice. Yeah, it was his last choice. I mean, he barely got any money. And I think that the culture that everybody has seen from the outside looking in for the Patriots, Cam Newton, I don't think he would like that. Not long term. No, and I think he, I think he's really going to try to play it cool. It's, it's the image of the Patriots that everybody kind of knows you need to be on. You shouldn't be boisterous. You can't be out there. You can't just be doing too much other than unless you're Gronk. Gronk can almost do anything, but uh, I I think he's going to play it real chill. The media is what's going to um, hype him up. And it may be at some point they have a talk about how Cam Newton dresses, which may seem like a bad conversation to have at this during during this social climate type of situation. Um, I, I think it'll be more about what he says and acts than how he dresses. But, <laughs> true. But the thing about it, I thought about it. It's never really been a problem with what Cam said. Cam doesn't really not say the right thing. It really is always what he's wearing. 
I would disagree because you remember with the whole talking to the the, the female oh, reporter about yes. running routes. That was that was a bad one. I would and give you that. That's after the Super Bowl. One. Now that was come on, that was pure disappointment. Uh, that's I want well, to retreat into myself. I I have been bad the entire game. I've been uh, I had my MVP season. He he was he was disconnected. I, I'm going to give him a break. Yeah, uh, there, I, there is no way I would have went in any of my champ, the championships I had with Independence and played that horribly and wanted to speak about anything. Well, I don't think he played awful, but I give him a pass for that. I'm just talking about the general yeah, audience. They he played they, horrible. Oh, they they didn't like how he reacted after that. How he just got up and just didn't talk to the media after him, one of the other guys from the other team talking trash. Um, so is it better for him to act out? And to say more, because that, that's why I was saying, other than the reporter, the sexist situation what he had with the reporter, other than that, he doesn't really say anything. Either he doesn't say it, or he doesn't comply. That might be a situation. He might not comply what people feel he should do. But I think in general, it's the attention he brings when it comes to his dress. <laughs> it is like people are. Boy, they put them cameras on him when uh when Cam come out, and it's like he's smoking the loudest in the room when he's really saying what the typical quarterback is supposed to say. I mean, I, I guess, but I also think about the whole towel over his head. I'm not sure if he's gotten past that and kind of distancing himself from his teammates at times whenever the team is not doing well. I just want to but- see how that media reacts to that. I, I definitely fear, but I think they give him a hard break. I think he's one of very few superstar players who get a hard break for doing almost nothing actually wrong. Because Cam doesn't get in trouble when it comes to the law. Cam is a uh, model citizen and community. He he gives. He's In general, he does not really do anything that really needs full criticism other than that sexist situation that was full criticism he needed for example like lebron lebron doesn't do doesn't really do anything wrong it's the things around what he does it's it's how he does it or he doesn't do it in the way people feel he should do it yeah i I guess you can make that comparison i I can agree with that okay so um just moving along um actually that's the last topic on the picture thing cam but the Hall of Fame game has now been canceled, the Cowboys versus Steelers, as a looming of a maybe, but very confident that the season will uh, happen for the 2020 NFL season. But is this the beginning of more cancellations to come for the NFL? I would say yes, because... How are you going to create this bubble like the NBA for the NFL? You you can't play multiple games in one central area. If that if they are considering that, um, you have to have multiple cities. It's almost impossible to do it for the NFL. Um, and the numbers just keep rising up and up for multiple states. I mean, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, wherever you want to uh, talk about it. It's all over the U.S. And people are not wearing masks they're just doing whatever they want to fourth of july is coming up people are going to just be partying doing whatever not caring no mask but uh, it's going to be more cancellations unfortunately 
I agree. Um, completely agree. There is going to be a pushback to this season. That they have paraded around like nothing's going to change, whether it be NFL or college football. They paraded around like nothing's going to change. Schedules like as it is, we might not have any training camps, but we're still going to play when that schedule, just like the schedule shows, because they cannot lose the money. It is all about money at this point. But they're going to be forced to do it. Like you said, they, people aren't really caring, and it's becoming even more reckless, even with the, the players. Uh, it was just put out that uh, NBA player um, – Plays for the Nets. I can't even exactly remember his name right now, but TMZ ratted on him within a day. He tested positive for COVID, and he got caught uh, just being out in public without a mask, playing tennis. And he's already having a problem. Like I can't, uh, <laughs> dang it, I can't remember this basketball player's name uh, right now. And I Dinwiddie really or Karis uh, Levert. Dang it. Um, What's that center's name? I can't remember his name, but no, I'm just uh, throwing out names. Is it Brandon? Jen- is Brandon Jen- Jennings on the Nets? Mm, yeah. I mean, he may be, but I don't know. <laughs> I think that I think that was who it was. I think it was Brandon Jen- Jennings, the one who had knee problems and stuff like. I, I'm pretty sure it's him, but I think I I know it's a Nets player. I just get lost where Brandon Jennings is, or uh, what team he's actually on. <laughs> but but yeah, it, this is. This is not practical at all. NFL season's nowhere near practical. The college season is nowhere near practical. There is absolutely no way they're going to have create any type of bubble effect. And that's for, what, half a year? There's no absolute way this happens. They can't even build a quarantine island to make this actual possible, actually possible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just the NFL coaches on one team – can make up the whole NBA staff for one team. <laughs> and, and, and not to really go in on football players in general, they're not the cleanest or the best hygiene-wise because it is all sweaty, gritty, put my face in the mud, uh, 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 let's go, dirt type of sport. It just comes along with the territory. I think it's a new generation. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll leave it at that. Oh, uh, you think they're gonna be uh, sanitized up? They're gonna have a uh, sanitizer right on, on with the towel. <laughs> they're gonna just put them on the uh, on the towel. They put around in what do they around their uh, waist? <laughs> well, I think that this generation is more of like kind of more into themselves about how they look and how they present. True, themselves. but I, I still think there's. I think that's the uh, it's not just the superstars because even the ones who aren't superstars feel that they're superstars because at one point they were superstars, uh, whether it be in college or in high school. So, yeah, overall, I agree. I, but I think there's a nice 40 to 50 percent out there of the gritty, nasty football players, those old linemen who don't watch for a couple of uh, days. Those uh, I, I think there is still that element of I'm a gritty man who does not care about germs when, when it comes to the NFL or playing football in general. Yeah, there's those out there, but I think there's more clean ones than dirty ones. True, but it only takes one or even a percentage of those ones to infect the rest. Yeah, that is very true, <laughs> especially in this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's impossible to create that bubble, but um, actually we're going to go into this whole NBA restart and whether it's actually possible. 
So putting that aside, with the new schedule, the first game on July 30th will feature LeBron and the Lakers versus the Clippers very, very soon. So is this a good good idea for the NBA to begin with such a heated matchup? Oh, yeah. You got to start off with a bang. Clippers, Lakers. People have been just, I mean, scratching for any sports. And why not give them one of the best shows? Don't start off with something soft and have something like a jazz and wizards or something like that. Nobody cares about that. But Clippers, Lakers, box office. Everybody wants to see it. This is what people think the conference finals in the West is going to be. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be happening very soon and be here faster than you think. I completely disagree, but not for <laughs> okay. the reasons you think. Not for the reasons you think. Okay. I'm, def- I'm just as excited, and I definitely feel the same way. It's a lamenting about everybody's being thirsty for the sports. We'd love to see the matchup. But I completely disagree because you do not, you do not want any type of injury to any of the players on either team, whether it be backups or the main stars. God forbid the main stars, because you have now thrown the whole restart in almost the trash or either put an asterisk on somebody who could have won due to an injury to a major player. They have not seen real five-on-five action we know that we know of, for the majority of the players at least, in multiple months three to four, possibly five months for players from actual five-on-five five versus an actual season leading up to a situation like this. P- players are going to go harder than ever. They, they're missing the game. They want to show what they, they uh, got. They, they want the sport just as the fans want the sport. But that can also lead to a whole lot quicker to get an injury because you're not already uh, – prep for this. Your body's not in tune for this. It's been months off. And it's just no way to hold back when you're going against your rival. Well, when you have Kawhi Leonard involved, he's going to sit on the bench because he wants to load manage. But... <laughs> he do that, uh, first game after four or five months, yo, he's got to be ashamed of himself, yo. He really got to be ashamed of himself. Uh, Absolutely yeah. have to be ashamed of himself if he does that. Yeah, but... I mean, it, the, all of these players are going to get a mini training camp where they're going to be training. So they, they, they have some time to get some of the rust off. So I don't, I don't think I should be, you should be too worried about injuries in this situation. So a mini camp all in Orlando. Like, I, I really have heavy hesitations on even the whole situation going fully through. And... The, the NBA will be absolutely lucky to make it through a full season. The way things are shaping up, I honestly, like, I don't really want this to happen, but I think that it just is not going to fully be able to make it all the way through, and we're going to end up with a halfway restart season with no real champion. Well, I can hope for the best. Um, yeah. But I, I also think that they're going to kind of – you know, um, doctor up some of those reports and say, you know what, this player, they can pass through. They, 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 they're they fine. They don't have any symptoms. For real, though? <laughs> Bro, man, if they do that, they, they're in a world of hurt, yo. Because this is supposed to be multiple months 
of a bubble and you're putting people in the bubble to then get everybody infected. And but I, I still even with that, I agree. I definitely agree though, uh, with the whole <laughs> uh brushing off the symptoms thing because that's one thing that's my hesitation on and even going all the way through, if not even getting to the beginning of it. Uh because it's just so easy to spread this disease. It, it, we've already seen this over a couple months. Uh, millions and millions of people have caught the disease, even though it is something you can recover from. Yeah, but it is spreading to younger people. So that's where yeah. the numbers are, are going up at. Yeah, they're, they're going to doctor some of these uh, symptoms. And even with that, there's a lot of cases where they won't even be able to see that they actually have the symptoms. They could be put inside the bubble not knowing they actually have COVID. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. That's So there's so many obstacles, so many obstacles. But talking about obstacles, Avery Bradley has now announced that he will not be participating in the restart of the NBA. He is a main piece to the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron-led um, Los Angeles Lakers. So is Avery Bradley a big enough loss to not favorite the Lakers to win it all? I think it's a big enough loss when it comes to um, their rival in the Clippers because the Clippers just have so much depth. And then you just take away a good piece from the Lakers, who's pretty good on defense and can knock down some shots here and there. Um, And he's been on the team the whole season. So that continuity is lost. Um, So it, it definitely does knock them down a notch, but definitely not out of contention for a championship. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think it knocks them out of contention. It it hurts some of the familiarity of somebody handling the ball. And we, people who know, we don't really want Rondo with the ball. We we want him to facilitate the ball, but we don't want him to shoot the ball. And that's, that's the biggest problem. I know I just went in on him real quick, but we all know this. And Avery Bradley was at least giving a outlet to LeBron not dominating that ball. Yeah, I agree. Um, really, I don't know why Rondo is thought of as anything at this point. <laughs> He's a good facilitator. He he knows the X's and O's. He's actually better off probably sitting on the sidelines as a coach. <laughs> and that, I'm really not trying to just he. I think he would be an amazing coach, and that will more than likely be his avenue later on because he's one of those few players that they really, really. Uh, boost up the knowledge, their knowledge of the game and where people are supposed to be and all of the other stuff. And that's one thing that LeBron loves about Le- about about Rondo. But Le- Rondo hurts you when he's acting on the court offensively when it comes to shooting because it's really a four and five offensively when it comes to shooting and you have him on the court. Yeah, um, they need to go ahead and fast forward that process and go ahead and put him as an assistant coach. Yeah, but, you know, um, LeBron's not really looking to uh, get back on Rondo's bad side as Rondo used to, quote-unquote, hate LeBron. Uh, But with the loss of Avery Bradley, the Lakers are looking at signing J.R. Smith, which they should be signing that deal today. But will J.R. be a blessing or a curse to the Lakers? Slash LeBron. 
Um, I'm I, I'm going to lean on the side of more help than not. Um, you really don't know what you're going to get with J.R. Smith. He hasn't actually played a game in almost two years, but I think he has he has no fear. So he's just going to do whatever. If he, I mean, if he has the ball, he's just going to chuck it up. And I think it'll go in more times than not. So I'm leaning on more on the side of he will help than not. I think he's going to be a blessing. He he owes LeBron. And it ain't really like a full-on owe. The public has put pressure on JR to owe LeBron. LeBron probably has put that in the past. We all know what it is. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the what are you doing uh, mean to JR and JR looking like what? I, I, I took the ball back. We all know this is the finals when uh, LeBron was still at the Cavs versus the uh, Golden State Warriors. But since he, in the mind of the public, owes LeBron and possibly thinks he still does owe him for that, at least that win of a game, because it was probably the best game that LeBron scoring-wise has ever had. Um, I think he's going to look to find his way to contribute as much as possible, whether he has to sacrifice his body or anything not to end up on the bad side of another meme. I think at the least, all he needs to do is just listen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I would say listen. Um, But I, I, I see him hitting a couple big shots out of nowhere and not being afraid of the moment. That's the biggest asset I think he brings is not being afraid of the moment, whether he hits or does not hit it. And I know you might have said that just in a different way just now, but just to kind of clarify, I, I, I agree. He, he's going to be there for those big moments and be not scared of those moments. No, not at all. He's going to chuck it up from a full court. Uh, man, <laughs> and you put him on the bench. Uh, put him on the bench LeBron better just shoot him a look matter of fact LeBron should probably just walk away (laughs) he's like I expected this I don't even want you putting a a full court half court shots and it's halftime JR pass it to somebody else I mean I'll let him take a half court um, before a halftime shot I mean it's it might go in it might go in but still I would say don't don't take the risk don't 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 tempt fate uh, when it comes to JR. Well, the NBA and its players are looking at giving nicknames or letting the players display nicknames on the back of their jerseys during play of this restart to the NBA. So do you think this is a good idea to bring attention to the social injustice around America? I think it's a good idea, but how much can you really fit on the jersey? Um, people are going to have to squint their eyes just to see what it is, or the commentators are going to have to take some time out of the broadcast to uh, say what whatever's on the jersey. I, I mean, it, it's a good idea, but I also want to hear some hear something from the players, which I think will happen. I think it's a horrible idea. This is a way too much XFL. Y'all doing too much NFL. I I mean, sorry, NBA. I think it's absolutely a bad idea because. Who, like, like you said, but what can you put? How much space do you have on the back of the jersey? And second, like, what can you put on there that's really going to make such a big difference that people are going to be like, you know what, I'm right. 
I have not been giving people, black people or people of color, more of a chance. It just doesn't, it seems like it's not really doing anything. I would rather a speech than the XFL off-brand to this restart of the, NFL, the NBA. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely rather have a speech, um, but are players going to take time out? Well, I mean, they won't have nothing else to do, so maybe exactly, they <laughs> exactly, bro. You ain't got nothing else to do, bro. Y'all in the bubble together. You ain't got nothing else to do. Go ahead and get that speech you got popping. You can even get somebody to write it, but you need to practice that bad boy. You know, LeBron gonna be the one speaking anyway. But um, I think that's a horrible idea. It's just it's just gonna seem so messy. I think after even just if it makes a week of you them letting them do that whole nickname thing that it gets so messy that the public hates it. Especially people who don't even know the players already. Yeah, it's, I, I can definitely see it turning down the wrong road. But I think the players will clarify things and get their voice out there. I honestly think they, they're uh, running around with their, chicken, their head cut off like a chicken. I think that's what's happening. I think it's a whole lot of ideas. It sounds good. And maybe LeBron's being or Chris Paul or one of these uh, major players out there trying to create a collective voice. But uh, they've done good, great in the past. So actually, I should lead on faith. I should lead on faith that they will have a good representation of bringing awareness. But I really don't think it should dominate any any bit of the actual game time. If anything, it should be before game, mid-game, halftime, after-game, interview, and outside the time during the bubble time. Outside of that, do not do the stuff during the game. It just It's just a distraction. Yeah, I agree. And maybe they do have some type of thing like that during halftime. I, I think that would really work. Yeah, and I, I even think they're putting something on the court. But all of these, like with the ideas piling on top of each other, it just seems like so much. It seems like an overkill, but not really getting to the goal. Yeah, I mean, that that's what comes with Adam Silver. I mean, he likes to get a whole bunch of ideas and just throw them out there. And whatever sticks, sticks. I, I actually put more blame on the players on this one. I think Adam Silver is open to it, all ideas because he really can't say no, mostly due to race. And it being a black dominant uh, sport, Kim, any energy against that will create backlash for him. And he he doesn't have to have backlash. He's been he's done a very good job, a model job for a long period of time. So I think he's just he's letting LeBron slash the NBPA lead this, and he kind of like it's all cool as long as it's not too much. And I'm still thinking his threshold for too much is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, just look at just past things like that, the whole NBA um, all-star thing. So I, I think he's, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, that's definitely no debate. I, I put That's why I say I'm putting more blame on the players because there's too many people trying to voice their opinions. And I know they're trying to create a collective voice in this. But I think that some of these players are going to feel left out and it's going to be so many independent messages that I'm just going to be lost. Even when it comes to warm ups, I'm going to be like, oh, what's that? And, oh, red, 
red, green, and black. Okay, all right. So that's the, I guess, Ameri- the black American flag. Okay. Oh, this is the I can't breathe. Uh, who is that player's name again? It's I can't breathe. Okay. Uh, okay. It's like five I can't breathe on the court right now. <laughs> well, let's not turn it into a joke, but I hope that they have the best thing coming out. <laughs> true, but that's what I just, I don't want it to be too much. I am all about the awareness. I'm all about it, but please, please, please let it be like how they've done it before. But I think before they, they had, they had in a way to do a light touch. They don't want to scare off the public or in general, a certain demographic of players that they had to kind of do it a little bit soft. Now I think they have all range to go as hard as possible. And it might be a little bit too black. <laughs> as <it's> saying, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it might I mean, end I, up being that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be entertaining at the least. Yeah. Hopefully not a mess entertaining, but uh, last question here uh, before we do the questions, but um, <laughs> with Fred Van Vleek comments today, quote, it's a terrible timing. We all know the right thing to do is not to play. Is there a real threat that the NBA won't restart even though it's less than a month away? Oh, yeah, there's a huge threat. I mean, if you have too many players test positive for the virus, that's just a a, a dagger to the restart of the season. Um, maybe you have a whole bunch of riots, um, more more protests that go bad. I mean, there, there's plenty of things that can go wrong. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong that could uh, end this thing very quickly. And actually, I have one last question before we do the trivia. Do you feel that eventually players will just have to come to terms that the possibility of getting COVID is a part of the job now? Hmm. I think that that is really not just for the NBA, just for the the whole world in a way. (laughs) it's sad to say it's sad to say but it it really does look that way um hopefully it doesn't end up that way and we can get through this as quickly as possible but the end it 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 doesn't seem like it's anywhere in sight i swear it's just so many obstacles that all of these sports are about to face it's like we're just trying to get it to restart and I'm even looking into the restart, like actually let's get it, let's actually get into it, into the actual season. Imagine when players start to sit out games or have to sit out games, may not may have minimal symptoms or asymptomatic, but have tested for COVID but cannot play. For example, let's say Paul George can't play, but Kawhi can, and they're facing the Lakers. I mean, you're just going to have to play without him, or you're going to doctor up some of those reports and say he's good. <laughs> Which just leads to a whole nother thread of issues. But I- I'll leave it there and let a lot of this simmer as the restart on a lot of sports are supposed to come up in this next month. So this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, this is the last part, which is, like always, trivia. 
three questions, all multiple choice. Muhammad comes up with questions, and I try to give you some colorful commentary if I can about it. So go ahead with the first question, Muhammad. All right. Which of the following teams has lost the most Super Bowls? A, New England Patriots, B, Buffalo Bills, or C, San Francisco 49ers? I, I'm pretty solid about it. I knew the answer before you even set out the answers. Because it's a shame if you look at the history on this team. I was, man, I'm not going to answer it straight off because it just, I, I like to at least give other people a chance on this one. But yeah, go ahead and repeat the question and answer because I'm just itching to answer this one. Which of the following teams has lost the most Super Bowls? A, New England Patriots, B, Buffalo Bills, or C, San Francisco 49ers? I honestly really think it's the Bills. There's a possibility it could be the Patriots. It's a possibility uh, because they've gone to a lot of Super Bowls and won, I think, six out of nine or six out of ten on that one. I'm not exactly sure how many they went to with uh, Tom Brady, but I'm going to say it's the Buffalo Bills. They lost four straight years of Super Bowls. So I'm going to I'm going to say it's the Buffalo Bills. That's wrong. It's the New England Patriots. With five uh, I knew it was possible. I knew it was possible. I, d- I definitely knew it was possible. But, but as soon as you said the question, I was thinking <laughs> Buffalo Bills off gate due to their bad luck when it comes to actual Super Bowls. Uh, but go ahead with the next question, Mohamed. Which quarterback has the longest touchdown run among QBs in Super Bowl history? A, Patrick Mahomes. B, Colin Kaepernick. Or C, Steve Young? Like, Steve Young was a pretty good running quarterback, but not like a real running quarterback. Longest rush. I actually think it's Colin Kaepernick. Um, and who was the first answer again? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes. This is in the Super Bowl, right? Yep, just in the Super Bowl. Okay, so repeat the question and answer again. I'm going to try to get this right. Which quarterback has the longest touchdown run among quarterbacks in Super Bowl history? A, Patrick Mahomes, B, Colin Kaepernick, or C, Steve Young? I'm going to go with Colin Kaepernick. That's correct. And it was a 15-yard run, which doesn't sound like it's huge, but... (laughs) I was thinking a whole lot, like maybe 30, 32 yards. Man, if you said it was a 15-yard run... I would have possibly uh, picked um, your boy uh, from San Fran. Um, Steve Young. Steve Young. I might have picked Steve Young if you said 15 yards. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but go ahead with the last question. Which of the following players in this list has the highest net worth? A, Russell Westbrook. B, Carmelo Anthony. Or C, Steph Curry. Ooh. Ah, that was that's a good one. Um, cause because it's just kind of multi-layered. I would have I would say can't like Carmelo. Like most people wouldn't say Carmelo right now due to their their image of who Carmelo is now. But he has had one of the longest shoe deals around with my with Jordan Brand. So his net worth might be pretty large. Um. Which of the following players in this list has the highest net worth? A. Russell Westbrook, 
B, Carmelo Anthony, or C, Steph Curry? The easy answer is Steph so easily because he, he he's from a family with money due to his father being a previous NBA star. He's kind of never not uh, gotten the money he was it was in the top picks. He has endorsements. He even has endorsements for for uh, golf. He even has a golf show. God, this is making it really hard. Cause watch it be Westbrook. Watch it be Westbrook. But uh um I feel like you're trying to trick me. <laughs> I really <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, mellow. I'm gonna just say mellow. I'm gonna final answer. I'll stick That's with wrong. wrong answer. Yeah, it's wrong. Wrong. <laughs> what is it? It's Russell, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> which wasn't surprising, but I would have never guessed him. Uh, is there any uh, like details on him, why he has the highest uh, net worth? Well, I don't exactly have the details, but I, I have the net worth of each player. So Russell Westbrook has $150 million, Carmelo $125 million, and Steph Curry $130 million. Actually, that's absolutely great, but <laughs> I wish my pockets looked like that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been So You Think You Know Sports. We'll see you next week.